0: Sweet. So thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. Great to see you all here. Uh, um, For those of you that don't know, I am Dan, and I'm a member of Light Church, a proud member of Light Church. And I don't know about you, but Christmas is usually some people's favorite time of the year. I don't know what your favorite thing is. People usually say family or the food. But for me, shamedly or unashamedly, it's all about the presents. Like... (laughs) I don't know what it is about me, but just give me gifts. That's all I'm excited for. Like, this year I was super excited for the gifts. But this year was slightly different. I was actually more excited to give the gifts to the family instead of getting them. And all I can think is, I'm just becoming more mature. Like, it's my maturity levels, they're increasing. And, uh, yeah, as I was... Preparing for Christmas, thinking of all the presents. I was excited for how they would react to the presents I'd give them. And I was just thinking to myself, like, these are good. Like, surely I'm going to do the best. Like, because, you know, like, internally, well, especially in our family, it's like a mini competition. Who can get the best gifts, really? So I was just thinking to myself, like, surely I've won. I've won this year. So that was cool. But as I said, uh, the most thing that got me most excited this Christmas was actually giving the gifts to the people that I love. And this month we've been going through a series, He Came Down, and it's been awesome to take this moment to actually be in awe of God himself coming down into our reality on earth. And like, why would he do that? He did that to give the gift of love, hope, and salvation. And that's what I want to speak on this year Uh, This message is not going to be a standard message, there's not going to be like three points that you can take away. So for this message, I just want to tell you the story that we've got here today, the nativity story, I want to retell it, the story that started it all, the story that's grabbed everyone's attention. And I want to propose to you this morning that this story actually connects with us more deeply than we realize Like this story is the one that connects with our souls, it's the one that we desire, this is the one that we want to happen. And there's some crazy things that happens in this story, like a child being born of a virgin, or even the scenes that we see, like the scenes that are supposed to be preparing a way for a king, a saviour, and they end up in a stable. Like this story is just something no one did expect. So whether you believe this story is true or not, I want to say that this story is the one you want to be true If any story was going to be true, we would want this story to be true, the story of Jesus. So I'm just going to pray before we dive in. So Lord, I thank you for your presence this morning and the fact that you came down to meet us. I thank you for even the holidays where we get to remind ourselves and be in awe of what you have done. I pray for everyone listening to this message this morning, that you will open their hearts and ears to receive what you have to say this morning. I pray that it's not my words but yours speaking through me, and that people will be leaving having gained more of your heart, being more healed, and with more hope than they came in with. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, the Nativity story. It's a very popular story, and I'm sure all of you have heard it before. Most likely, all of you, when you were kids, would have done the Nativity in your primary schools. Last week, when Pat was talking on this message, we found out he was an innkeeper. Well done, got one of the big roles. Uh, When I was in the nativity, I was a sheep. So like, I wasn't even the head sheep either. I was just one of the extra sheep. So it's like one of those roles that isn't actually a role, but they give it to the kids so they don't cry or anything like that. Like I can just imagine the teachers just thinking like, do you know what, Johnny? I love your enthusiasm, and I know you wanted to be Joseph, but I think you would make a great bush. Like because obviously, there must have been a bush in the Nativity story somewhere, but my point is that, even as children, this is the story that we have all been told and last series that we went through in the last month, we were talking about the power of stories, so stories connect with us emotional emotionally. Uh, stories were there at the beginning of humanity, we use it to communicate, we use it for our entertainment. Stories influence us in ways we are attracted to stories. We pay millions of pounds to go see stories in movies. And we often can gloss over the birth of Jesus as a story that we just say year and year. Uh, So, And we can often miss the wonder of actually what it's representing. So I'm just going to give a retelling of this story, but hopefully give a slightly different perspective. So if we actually want to go into the bible and turn to psalm 18 uh, which is where we're going to be reading from uh, and i'll be reading from verses 1 to 19 uh, but just before i begin uh, psalm 18 is not actually talking about nativity story it's not talking about the birth of jesus like if anything it's a kind of a hard link but this story in psalm 18 is the whole story of the christian story the story that's in the background the story that We are desiring, the one that connects with our soul. This is the story that the nativity, when he came down, is actually such a vital part of. So, uh, if you'll turn, I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. And uh, I'm going to read from verse 1. So, this is what it says. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold i call to the lord who is worthy of praise and i am saved from my enemies the cords of death entangled me the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me the cords of the grave coiled around me the snares of death confronted me in my distress i called to the lord i cried to my god for help from his temple he heard my voice my cry came before him into his ears The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies, great bolts of lightning and routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed and the foundations of the earth lay bare. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy. From my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Now when I first read this, I thought it was so cool. Like all I could get was a picture like a Marvel superhero movie. Like Thor coming down with the thunderclouds in that end battle scene. Like the thunderclouds coming to finish it off. And I just thought it was crazy. And this is the story that I'm suggesting that actually connects with us more deeply than we know. This is the one that we want, this is the one that we actually inherently desire as human beings. And the story kind of goes like this. We are people surrounded in a broken world, full of darkness and hurt. No matter how hard we can try, uh, we can't seem to escape this feeling of being trapped, of being beaten by the things around us. So a hero, a saviour, comes down from a place of goodness, He did not have to come down, but he came down because he saw the suffering of the people that he loved. And he came down, sacrificed himself, and epically defeated the enemies around him, saving the people that he loved. Like, that is the story that we get here. Good triumphing over evil, light beating the darkness. That is what this story is telling us. That is the story of the nativity. That is the story we inherently desire, the story that gives us light and gives us peace. And for those of you that were there at our carol service, Dan gave a great message on peace. And he was saying how peace is often associated with our environments. Like we have to feel that everything around us needs to be perfect. And only once everything is perfect, then we can have peace. But actually true peace comes from within. It is internal to us. So despite what's happening around us, Like, we can feel peace and feel whole. Like, Dan went into, like, peace actually means wholeness. So, like, actually to have peace is to feel whole. And we desire wholeness. We want to be fulfilled. We want peace. And we're living in this world that's full of sin and it's full of hurt. And it's robbing us of our peace. So he came down. He came down to rescue us, to make a way, not for himself, but for us and for you, to start the way for people to be saved and to be free. This story is a gift of hope. In the first message of the series, Liz gave a message and she was talking about Advent. Advent is a time of waiting, like this was prophecy. The story of Jesus was prophesied over, like people had this hope that one day a king, a saviour would come save them. And if we look in Luke 2, there was a guy called Simeon. And Simeon was one of these people who had this hope. He was holding on to this hope that one day a saviour would come. And he was actually told that he would not die until he saw the Lord Christ. So when he did come to see the baby Jesus in Luke 2, as we will read later on, like what he said, I think is awesome. Like it's just a great picture and a summary of what it means to actually see the awe of the moment of God in our reality on Earth and the God's purpose around it. So, if you'd like to turn to Luke chapter two, if you have a Bible. Uh, if you don't, don't worry. I'm just going to read it. And like, check this out. This is what it says. So, see me. I'll be reading from verse 28. For those that are following. So Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people, Israel. Salvation prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation. And for the glory to your people. Like it wasn't even for his glory but for the glory of his people. Like for us. Like when I read that, that, that's, that's just mental to me. And again here, Simeon is having this likeness to Jesus being a light. And in all the messages that we've heard in this series so far, they've mentioned John 1. And John 1 is talking about Jesus being a light, being at the beginning of creation. And it's really trying to make this important link between Jesus' birth and Genesis 1, which is the start of everything. He was there at the beginning as a light into darkness, bringing order to chaos. And I really do think like that, that's the connection of everything. And that's what this is trying to represent. It's a new start, a new beginning. Just like at the beginning light got brought into the darkness, he came down to bring... Be a light, to have that new beginning, to make a way for us. And I think that's quite fitting as we come into the new year. Now I don't know what your last year has been like, whether it's been hard or whether you've had a great year. But just know this that He came down. He came down to be that savior to take you take you out of your darkness and out of your troubles, to be that way. The fresh start that we may need and may want coming into the new year. This story is a gift of hope. This story is also a gift of love. Like, it's really easy to look at this story and just think it's about a baby boy. Like, which it is. Like, you're not wrong. But like, this baby boy is God. And like, we can usually miss the the wonder and the awe of it all. That like, God himself, like, limited himself. The all-powerful creator. The omnipresent being. Limiting himself in our reality as a child. Like, a baby boy that is so helpless. And in the second message of this series. Adam greatly expanded on this. For. And it was vulnerability. God came down and made himself exposed. And fully vulnerable. As a child. Like. Why would he do that? Like why would he do that? He did it for the purpose of connection. For the purpose of love. Because he wants to love you. He wants to be in relationship with you. And. If you just think about the people closest to you, like the people that you trust the most, like why do you trust them the most? Like, it's probably most likely it's because you know them the most. And because you know them the most, they are now vulnerable to you. They have this vulnerability towards you. Vulnerability breeds trust. So God actually coming down, like limiting himself, lowering himself towards as a baby child, making himself so vulnerable. He did it so we would trust him so he could love us. Like He wants to be close with us. And that's why he did this, to be in relationship with us. Like, in the third message, Johnny said he came down, he had a purpose, and that purpose is you. And like this story is just a great display of God's overwhelming love for humanity. And if we refer back to Psalm 18... That we read at the beginning it says in my distress i called to the lord i cried to my god for help from his temple he heard my voice my cry came before him into his ears god hears you he knows what you've been going through and that it's been hard that is why he came down to make a way to rescue to love you this story is about Jesus, but it goes deeper than that. It is a story about humanity. This story is a gift of love. This story is a gift of salvation. And I want to suggest that creation itself is pointing to the story of Jesus. So I mentioned before in John 1 that Jesus is the light. He was the light at the beginning of whole of creation, being and bringing the light, being and bringing the life. And, yes, so whole of creation is pointing to the story of Jesus. Now, up in Durham, that is where I go to university currently, there's this place called Roseberry Topping. And there's, like, this mountain that's really cool, like a short 40-minute walk up, and you get to see the whole region. And so one day, I just decided to go up there, and I was praying to God about, like, okay what do you want to say in this message? What do you want to say? And I was going up, and it was one of those mad nights where, like, there's no clouds. Like, you don't get that in England, where there's no clouds. And, yeah, the sky was just full of colors, and it was just mad. And as I was thinking of, he came down. Like, I just saw the sunset. And as the sunset goes, it kind of, like, the light kind of widens as it hits the earth. And, like, it seems like it's at its brightest point. And, like, everyone knows when a sunset happens like the whole earth reacts to it like everyone is aware so I was just thinking of this thinking of Jesus coming down thinking of the sunset and trying to relate Jesus being a light to Jesus being the sun the sun in our sky and if you'd like to picture more probably what would make sense of him coming down to the sunrise Uh, and I was just reading through and if you continue reading in Psalms if we go to Psalm 19 Check out what it says here. So in Psalms 19, from verses 1 to 6, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It, is, it rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. So like I said before, I want us to picture Jesus being the sunrise. Like everyone knows when the sun rises, like the whole earth reacts, the plants blossom, everyone is exposed to the heat. And just like in the Nativity story, when the shepherds were looking for the baby Jesus, they were following a bright star. Now, there's no way you can tell me that these shepherds were the only ones that saw that star. There was, there was definitely some like weirdos just standing like, Oh, that's an unusually bright star tonight. Like, even something as simple as that. This is the earth telling us not to miss this. You are going to want to be a part of what's going on here. The whole earth and creation is pointing to Jesus. So like I said, so if we picture the sun rises, rises, everyone reacts. And then at the end, the sun will set. The sun will be out of our sight and it will be gone. But we're not worried. We're not worried because inevitably we know the sun is going to rise the next day in the morning. And currently, Jesus in his story, he's gone back up to heaven. But just as the sun will come back, he is set to come back. He is set to come back to come down and be evil once for all. For good to triumph over evil. Like, that is the story. That is creation telling us what is happening. To make a way for salvation for us. And in Psalms 19, if we read it says, In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Like Jesus is coming back, like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. And this story can often limit us to focus in the past. Like, don't get me wrong, this is an awe-wondering moment that we have experienced, that God himself has came down to make a way for us. To make that salvation, to live that perfect life, to make a way for salvation for us. But, like, the story isn't finished there. Like, this isn't a story that's just happened in the past. This is a story that's continuing now. And we are living our life in the next chapter of our story. And we have a choice of where we want to go. Like I said before, this is a story of love. He came down to be close with us, gave himself all for us for relationship. Relationship's a two way street. We have a part to play in this. The story is not finished. He is set to come back. So where do you want to be in this story? God, good will triumph over evil. Light will overcome the darkness. And we can expect it to be magnificent. Like in Psalm 18. Like a Marvel movie. With all the power that's going to defeat all the enemies around you. God is making a way. He is rescuing us from the brokenness of this world for a better one, to give us full of peace, love, and wholeness. Like I said before, at the beginning of this message, I think this story actually connects with us more deeply than we realize. I think this story is actually one that we inherently desire, speaks to our souls. Do you ever like just go through life and have these moments or have these feelings like, it just doesn't seem right. Like surely there's something better than this like I'm searching for that truth I'm searching to be fulfilled I'm searching for that peace like we all have that part of us missing that we're all searching for I think that's what humanity is like searching for the goodness like I don't know about you but I always get those moments like this can't be it like there's surely something better like there's a God who's created us in Genesis and he created us to be whole to be fulfilled And we are just searching to go back to that, to be full of love and wholeness. That is what this story is telling us. Like, please don't skip this and overcome this story as just a baby being born. This is a story about us and how how good is triumphing over evil and how we are meant to be fulfilled. He wants to give you that love, that relationship, that peace and that wholeness. He's coming back to finish the job, to stop and eliminate evil once and for all. So how's your story going to play out? This story marks a new start, a new hope. And whatever year you have had, I pray that you choose to be with God, that you choose to accept Jesus into your life, who came down for you, to help you through your trials, who wants to bless you and give you an abundant life. He came down, he's coming back. And it's all for you. And before I close and finish this message, if the band would like to come up. This has not been the easiest year for our church or for the people in this church. Like, we have gone through a lot of changes. But I pray for this church and for every single one of you here, whatever year you have had, that the year of 2020 is going to be a year of breakthrough. Like, whatever's been looming over your life, whatever's held you back whatever has stopped you from moving forward i pray those chains will be broken that jesus will be working in you and this next year is going to be a year of breakthrough some amazing things are going to happen like dan has given a great set of values and a vision for this church and if you're unfamiliar you need to go check it out like go back to his message and here on the podcast go or go check out the website because this is where god is leading this church god is leading us to the future this is not a church that's going to be satisfied with just putting on nice events we are not here to just please the people that already attend now don't get me wrong we love every single one of you and you are so vital for this church like we want to see your lives fulfilled we want to help you in every way that we can but this is not why we're here we're here because this story needs to be told This story of good triumphing over evil, of a saviour coming down for you to fix your brokenness and make you whole again, that is the story that everyone needs to hear. That is the story that everyone is looking for. That is the story we inherently desire. We are not here to please people. We are here to give the life-saving message of Jesus. This story is one that changes lives, that rescues. This is the missing piece that we are inherently searching for as human beings. And that is if you know it or not. Whether you believe or not, I believe that there is just something missing. We're always looking for that something to make us feel whole. And I want to say it's the message of Jesus. We all desire to be saved, for good, to triumph over evil, to be whole how it was supposed to be made in the first place. This story connects with me on a deeper level than just a baby being born. And I believe deep down it does with you too in some way. The story is not about Christianity. This story is about humanity. It is promised. It is given. He came down. And I'm just going to pray as I finish. So Lord, I thank you for everything you've done. I thank you for this story that you have given us, the story that we all want, the story that speaks to our souls. You have seen our heartaches, you have heard our cries, so you came down to us, made yourself vulnerable to be close to us, to rescue us from the sin and brokenness of this world. I thank you that you are here and speaking to us. And this morning, uh, as I pray that whoever is feeling your presence, I want to give this moment to you. Like, if you are here listening to the story of Jesus for the first time, if you are hearing this message and your heart is just thumping, you are just feeling something, you've never accepted him and you want to give it a go, this is a new year in 2020. And I pray that if you are just questioning what's happening, I pray that you just give him a chance. And this moment, I pray that you just choose to accept him and It's as easy as, Lord, I want you in your life. I want you to come and fix the brokenness. I can't do this anymore. I have tried. I can't overcome it myself. I need you. So after the count of three, with all eyes closed and heads bowed down, if that is you here this morning, after three, I just want you to raise your hands. And I pray that I'm not doing it so we can see what's happening I just pray that an outward expression of your inward reaction is something that's going to be so much more profound. And that when you do, God will enter your heart at this moment. So if that's you hearing this message for the first time, I pray that you lift, in your ha- lift up your hands to accept him. One, he loves you. Two, he wants to be close with you. Three, if that is you here this morning, just raise your hands now. I'll just give you a few more moments please don't miss this moment if he is talking to you now please don't miss this he's wanting to be close with you He is offering himself to you fully vulnerable awesome you can put your hands down yeah Lord I don't know how everyone's year has been that's here this morning or listening to this message. But I pray that this year is going to be a year of breakthrough. That this year we're going to go through stuff. It might not be easy. It might not be external that we're going to see some stuff. But I pray that you'll just be working. That this story that we hear right now is one that we can find to be true in our hearts. That you'll make us full of peace. You'll make us fulfilled. And actually having a relationship with you is more than we can ever ask for. I pray this in your name. In Jesus' name, amen.